Welcome to Unraveled Podcast. I'm Bridget. And I'm Mackenzie. This is the place where we unravel all the things on our hearts. Laughter, tears, and real talk are all invited. Here we go. Happy fifth week of Lent or fourth? Are we on the fifth week? Oh gosh, sis. I don't know. I, I feel like we were just talking about this offline the other day, but this Lent just came and went. I know. And I'm laughing for our listeners who've been with us since day one, four years ago, three and a half years ago. I'm sure they're like, they say this every year. I <laughs> know. They're like, they always say it. <laughs> it's, it, But this one, like, really, I did not think that it would fly by. Mm-hmm. I, it felt long. Like, it seemed like long on paper. Yep. And then now I'm like, wait, Easter's next week. What the heck? I know. And like typical me, I'm like, what can I do this in this one week to make up for the to whole make up for lost time? I thought the same thing. Of course. It's so funny. Oh my gosh. How, how has your Lent been? I feel like we have had some seriously good conversations offline of some like deep stuff that has happened um, just like in the church and in our families. And it's like, the liturgical calendar is so funny. We always talk about this. The world we're living in follows it perfectly. Like we've uncovered yeah. cool things in the sacraments and um, just, I don't know. I feel like there's still been a lot of depth uh, in our own. Oh, yeah. During- well, I mean, you guys literally journeyed, um, not not just figuratively, but literally. Um, and is this, what night is this in the new house, sis? Oh gosh, when we podcasted last, you guys, it was, I want to say two and a half weeks ago to this day. Um, and it was the day before we got in the car and made our cross country move. And we lived out of a suitcase and Airbnbs, just fiascos, ate out every night for two weeks and oh my so gosh much but we have been in this house monday night tuesday wednesday thursday so this will be our fifth night in our new house and it's oh is like, it what is it like sis can you like describe it to us yes we are um just covered in boxes <laughs> so many boxes clothes everywhere the kids are just now coming back for air i feel like i have had to give them so much grace because I did this to them. Colin did this to them. And so anytime we had a moment of like, this is impossible. Like, do you ever think that to be like in life? Like sometimes it's not the most, um, I don't know, the hardest seasons of your life where you just fall to your knees and you're like, how am I surviving? But it's sometimes just the day to day of how am I going to get through today? And we had some of those moments in an Airbnb where I was like, this is a really hard time. This is really hard. Yeah, like you look at each other and you're like, like yeah. it's there's this. Um, there's a girl in my Bible study. She's so cute. She's well, she's older than me, but she has six kids. And I was just I was venting to her one day at Bible study about how with three I just feel sometimes like I'm in the trenches and like I'm just not doing it well enough. Or I don't know. It's just like always it's always hard in a different way, and it's like always coming at you kind of because they're so little. And she, she made this joke to me. She's like, Oh, I, I remember that phase. Cause now she has six. And she goes, one day I just looked at my husband and I said, Sean, I'm not happy. And he, and she's like, she's this blunt redhead. And she was like, I'm not happy, but she actually is very, like, she's a happy person. She's a funny person and she loves her family. So it was just very funny to hear her say it that way. And she's like, and he looked at me and he goes, I'm not happy either. And like, she said they were just like grumpy together for a moment, but it's like, sometimes you need those moments where you like look at each other and you're like, what is happening? Like, 
So. Yeah. And it's an underlying, like, of course you love your life. Um, oh, yeah. and you're so grateful for everything, like the kids, the chaos, but like, for example, like this morning we woke up to Augie having hand, foot, mouth, and it's like traveled all up his body. And we're just oh, like, no. what, what on earth? Like we just got over all the other things. Like it feels like we're in the, whatever the book of the Bible is with like all the plagues. Yeah. <laughs> it's like what on earth? Or Job. Just, you're just Job at this point. Mm-hmm, it is mm-hmm. so true. Uh, yeah. And you just want to come up for air and it feels impossible especially when you can see the end in sight. But I think that's motherhood too, especially this early motherhood that I still mm-hmm. say that we're in. It's like, you know, that part of the season is going to be over and you never want to wish it away. But no, sometimes it's hard in the moment to not be like, I can't wait till we get to this, this year or whatever, whatever's next. That's mm-hmm. so true. And accepting everything he hands to you. I, there was a moment, um, we got an Airbnb closer to our new house just because the old one in Annapolis is lovely but cramped and you just get cabin fever and I think I always think that we are just schlepping in New York City be like the old days and yeah can live in a one bedroom you know two bedroom even and right with kids and we just can't do those things anymore no. we're now considered a big family so big family I know I was thinking that I don't know why I was thinking uh, of you guys and how you're about to have four and I was trying to think oh when we're like coming after Virginia I'm like okay we need to plan fun things and then I'm like this kind of changes the game a little like oh my gosh. if it was just you and I and our family's meeting up yeah. that's seven kids so it's a whole wow. new world it's a wow. whole new it's gonna be a whole new thing you just never see this happening so we tried to get a closer Airbnb because of that exact reason it's just too many kids and um, the heat didn't work and so Oh it was just gosh, a moment of like, I want to scream and pull my hair out. And I just, we just left and I got a hotel and, you know, I reamed Airbnb as I do. Um, and we figured it as out. As you should. Yeah. You just have to, it's just wild that you're no longer in charge of just your own peace, um, especially during Lent. But if the mom is not at peace, I noticed that the whole family's destroyed it all falls apart it's like and you know you it's like a mom instinct and i i I swear those instincts are heightened when you're pregnant where you're like i have to find the place that like i need and just like to find Mm -hmm. peace and to feel good it's like a true mama bear instinct Mm -hmm. so it wasn't even it's not even you it's like it's just you're going into this mode of like i have to there's something about moving when you're pregnant it is just it's it's a superpower because you weirdly hyper focus on the things you need and want for the family but it's also like okay it's like everything (laughs) is heightened (laughs) everything is heightened the emotions the everything so it's just it's just a crazy time to be in in lent it really is and i think like if you know, if we had it our way and we had the time, we would be in you and I, we would be in adoration every day, like um, making multiple confessions. And I'm just trying to get back to the place of like, well, okay, what is today asking of you? What exactly. is God asking you today? And, you know, sometimes that looks like just um, feeding your children and, and spending some quiet time with God. And so it's just, it's crazy how different seasons call for different things, you know? Yeah. Um, I have my, um, originally we had planned to, and I think on some of the episodes we were talking about the be transformed book and I have mine in front of me 
And it, I'm still not all the way through it, but this book has been so amazing. How have you gotten through the whole thing, sis? I stopped at the last um, chapter eight right now, um, which for the confession, because I told myself I got to go again before Lent is over. So why don't I read this with the sacrament of confession chapter? Have you gotten there yet? Um, I am at the communion chapter and so holy good. cow, how it like heals abandonment. And I basically, for anyone listening, um, it's a book that talks about how the sacraments heal us in different ways. And I think like the areas of marriage were really hit home for me, but even like communion, like the Eucharist and communion, like this book is just like truly transforming the way I think about the sacraments, like to, to give credit to the title and I just have to say like anybody who feels like they are not connected should totally dive into this book because it's also, I feel like given me a lot of thoughts on how to speak to people about the sacraments. Yes. I feel the same way. That is so weird. You said that. And even on the chapter eight of um, confession, he immediately starts off with a crazy story that you're like, how would you even what would you even say to this person kind of thing? His stories are beautiful. Right. And, and in it, it, it opened my eyes to how much grace we are given as yes. humans, but how much grace we need to be given, giving to other people Yes, yes. who have left the church and who aren't practicing the sacraments, who have not gone to confession in 10 years, who didn't get married in the church, who mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you name it, who, who take communion without even given a what you know yeah exactly and I think yeah I think it's like um it's funny because a friend of mine who lives in this area we um we both decided that we were going to start um reading this book series together on apologetics because you know being a catholic in the south is just an interesting situation like you meet people who you know they don't know that Catholics are even Christian. And so um, it's been interesting to be back here. Um, but I, God works in such bizarre, weird ways because I had had this conversation with this friend. And then um, she said, well, my husband and I ordered these books because it's not just her friend. A lot of her surrounding friends are not Catholic, but her family has also fallen away. Uh-huh. And so she's kind of like, we feel like kind of surrounded by all these people always asking us questions. So she ordered these books and she was like, why don't you and Johnny order them too? And we can all kind of read them and talk about them. That's great. I was like, okay, yeah, sure. So I order the books. No joke. They come in the mail and I was procrastinating from cleaning one night. So I ripped them open and I start just thumbing through them. And I kid you not. this is just a crazy Holy Spirit story about how he prompts one person and then the other person goes to the other person and says, hey, maybe you should order this too. Kind of like you told me to get this book, Ken's. Um, But so she tells me to get the book. I open it up this one random night and I flip to a page that says how to speak to somebody who has experienced an abusive priest in the church, like Mm. random page, right? Like I, and I'm like, okay, I'm just going to read this. So I read the whole page and it was really, it really opened my eyes because the whole chapter was about, you know, in this particular instance, facts do not matter at all. Like it is nothing to do with 
let me tell you about how the Eucharist is in the church and it's not in another <laughs> church, whatever. Like you are, your only job in that moment is to hear that person's heart, mm-hmm. to be there for that person, to tell them that on behalf of the church, that you are so sorry and that you love them and that, you know, like this horrible thing should never have happened to their them or their family member. And so anyways, I read this chapter and I go to a random like women's night the next night it was like a salad making party or something yes and i kind of didn't even want to go and i went anyways because johnny was like i'll just watch the kids like this is a group of girls that you're getting to know just go so it's a mix of people like christian catholic whatever so i start talking to this woman in the corner and lo and behold she, we were talking about the, my family size and I said something like, oh, I'm one of seven kids. And she goes, oh, seven kids, you must be Catholic. And I'm like, yeah. And she was like, my husband what, um, had a terrible experience with an abused priest, with an abusive priest. And I, in that moment, I was like, God, this is why I'm at this party. Okay, there we go. Thank you. And Thank you for prompting me to open the book and read that specific chapter. And I'm not kidding you. I sat in the corner with this woman and we cried together. We mm-hmm. talked together. We prayed together. And we ended with me inviting her to the seminary that I work at sometimes because I was like, I really think your husband's heart would be redeemed to see the priests that the church is attracting now. And I was like, these are young guys that know that they're going into a burning building and they want to fix it. They want to be the healers of the mess that's been made. And it was like wild that. Wow. To sum it up, I think that, um, yeah, it just like those little moments I think are like so like God ordained, Mm -hmm. but like it's always like listening to the promptings of the Holy Spirit. Like you don't know why you're drawn to go somewhere or to read something, but like books like this book, like the Be Transformed book, it's very um, aligned with the apologetic series that we had ordered because it talks about how our faith, our church really has the fullness of experiencing Christ. We talk about, you know, other Christians talk about relationship with Jesus, relationship with Jesus. And this book really um, outlines how to tangibly have that relationship with him through the sacraments, which I think is so beautiful. That is stunning. I, I can't wait for you to, oh, do you know the name of the apologetics that you ordered B? We'll link it. Um, yeah, I can definitely link it. It's like, it's not a known, it's kind of from like probably the old days. It's not like a, it's not by like, um, you know, Ascension or anything, but it's, it's a good layout. I will definitely, um, I'll definitely um, take a picture and we can post it too. I'm impressed that that chapter immediately starts off with, this is the time we don't just shoot out facts because how yeah. many times do we come at a situation with facts because they're facts and you got to listen and the other person isn't ready to listen to facts no. to. they just and need to be listened to exactly and it also like like it said a really good line about like you like this is the moment when the head and the heart need to meet and so mm-hmm. like you have to start with the heart and then it gets to the facts that would be the head but like wow. in that moment that person feels betrayed and broken and mm-hmm. so it but but it was also in that moment that i realized like the devil is so at work right now mm-hmm. in the world i mean like with the shooting that happened a few days ago like i mean great timing for you to not really be on social media much because yeah. 
it has been just, like heart wrenching to see that stuff. Um, yeah. Oh my gosh. Just so hor- horrible. And you know, it, it's just like now than ever, like I just feel so drawn to like pulling my family closer mm-hmm. and drawing deeper into my faith. Not that I'm good at, like, I, I don't, I'm, I'm not good and I need to be better, mm-hmm. but it just makes me want to be better and better. It's so true. And, you know, it's so funny that three years ago, be the COVID stuff began. And I would say everyone is probably on the same page about this. It has felt as if we are starting to see, you know, some end times, right? Like we've talked about for so many years since your wedding, since we, I was actually telling someone that you and, oh, um, your friends, um, about, the fact that you and I had an encounter with a nun days before your wedding yes. who told us that and they, they couldn't believe it, but they could believe it because of the times we we're living in. Mm-hmm. And that was wild. I'll never forget it. Um, yeah. I mean, I think we've shared it on here, but um, the gist of it is she, she said a lot of things, but one beautiful thing, you took something beautiful away from that conversation that she didn't even say. It was more like Jesus was speaking through her to you. Yeah. If you remember. Yeah. And then also she did say, you too will see end times in your time. I have chills. Like you- I forget that. And then so do I, yeah. I remember it. I'm you like- remember. <laughs> and it was almost like. It was such a weird meeting because it was almost like Ken's and I were like in spiritual direction together. Like, <laughs> Wait, that is what it was like, wasn't it? But yeah, she told us that we would see end times. She is the reason I let my dad walk me down the aisle at my yeah. wedding, which I Never do believe forget. was kind of that first step in like, I mean, we, did, we went on to not talk for years after that. But like, I do think that that was a moment that. I, we needed to happen, you know, it was like maybe a first mustard seed of like, you know, coming back together. Um, and she, she was so like pivotal in that, but I, I think it's true. And like, people might hear that and be like, okay, that sounds crazy. But like, no, like the things that we are seeing and I've, I've changed a lot as a person because old me would have taken to social media, posted that the the past four shootings, all the shooters have identified as Mm non-binary or trans, you know, and -hmm. like just really trying to prove a point, you know? And now I'm like, no, like I can't even explain it, but my heart is completely changed. Like I care so little about, you know, fighting for the cause. And now it's more this, like, it's an unspoken, like this is happening and this is greater than me. Mm -hmm. And my only job is to be with my family, protect my family, pray with my family. Amen. And you know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. this is beyond me and any of us yep. actually. It's just wild that gone are the days of us trying to convince. Like I have no desire to convince anyone of anything Mm-mm. because I'm just trying to um, get to heaven. Get myself there. Like I'm <laughs> far behind myself. So it's just crazy how totally, like, even at the beginning of COVID, be like, we did an episode devoted to proving a point, which I loved doing that with you. Do you remember that one? Um, Was that the, the, um, uh, what's her name? Uh, the Hollis. Rachel Hall's one? Yes. And it was, it was so also good. our most popular one. And it was our <laughs> most popular one. And now it's, I think God gives you 
a time and a place for everything, yes, right? Yes. And that was perfect for that time. But now with um, the people we're surrounding ourselves with and what you're saying about meeting that girl at the salad night and the apologetics book and learning about end times and reading about the sacraments and mm-hmm. there's so mm-hmm. much healing work and us holding our own retreats over the past two yes. years has only um, shown us and yeah, me recently, especially that there's a time and a place and a step for everything. And you have yes. to go through each step. For example, that yes. step of you opening the door for your dad to allow him to walk you down the aisle may have seemed so small at the time because of the years that you guys went without speaking, yes. but not taken that step then the others would not have happened. And that mm-hmm. is just how he works. God is crazy like that. And it's the same in relationship. I, was recently with a family member who I kind of like had written off for a little bit just because I was like, I've tried, I've tried to be close to them. I've tried to, you know, bring them to the faith because mm-hmm. I what they want. And it was when I stepped away that they kind of had to uncover it on their own. Yeah. And now all they're doing is banging down my phone, asking me for the next book and the next book to read. And wow. Um, and it's just crazy because we, our timing is not his timing. And why does Amen. it take so many times to realize that, you know? Well, and I think too, like, um, I was recently talking to a close family friend who, you know, you know, I've already shared this with you, mm-hmm. but, um, just about like a deep heartbreak that she has about a family member in the church. And, um, and we were just kind of like sad together about like how we in our in our littleness we think that we should even if we're crying and pleading with someone and trying to get them to understand our heart like we still don't understand like why did they walk away like unfazed like why do they still not care but like you said like it is like god works outside of our time Mm -hmm. and so like I don't think it's for nothing when we do have these conversations with people. Like I walked away from that woman and that was one of the most peaceful experiences I ever had with sharing the faith, even though it was one of the wildest stories that was told to me. Like, you know what I mean? Like I never in my like wildest dreams would have thought that the day after I read a chapter in that book, that someone would approach me and tell me, that they had a very heartbreaking experience with the church. And, and I think like old me would have been so worried about my answer Uh that I probably would have like stumbled and been awkward. And, and it was like, I realized like, it's not about me. And I had also just read this line and I think you, you shared this too, maybe like the truth is the truth. Um, and it doesn't depend on me. Mm. So like, I don't have to, when I go into a conversation about the faith, I don't have to be so worried, which is a pride thing that I'm going to say the right thing because the truth is the truth, no matter what, how I deliver it, no matter what I say. And so you can go into any of these conversations or these moments with this lightness because you're not, we're not God, you know, Mm -hmm. it's not our job to turn that person's heart maybe it's our job to plant a seed. That's the only job that we have. Right. Um, and that's given me a lot of consolation because we are around all, all sorts of people, you know? Mm -hmm. And, um, I think that 
there was a part of me because now you're back in the Holy Land of Virginia, which Virginia, <laughs> D.C., where there's so many Catholics, Funny. which is so nice. You know, it's such mm. a beautiful place to be. Um, and we got a little spoiled. Like, I mean, all of our close friends were just so devoted and so but so cool too. like the types of friends that you could go have a drink with and you know laugh with and joke with but then also like they just have beautiful hearts and beautiful faith Mm -hmm. um and now being you know back in the south it's like we definitely are meeting some beautiful people but we're also like okay like you know it's it's a it's a different landscape here but god has also led us here for a reason so it's yeah And yeah, it's, it's really wild when you kind of step back and same, like you said something like, um, I was trying to have the right answer. Oh my gosh. So many times that I tried to muster up like the perfect response and it never, it it never, it falls short. It will never land. Um, if, if my heart's not open, like, and if I'm not just focused on seeking God in my own heart, um, exactly. And yeah. And I feel that to my core, like I, I've recently been like, I have a deep, I have a deeper place to go before, yes. maybe before I'm ever meant to even share what I'm meant to share in these conversations. Oh. And so that's why I've kind of gone inward in these past, like I would say like year and a half of like really searching my own heart and mm-hmm. being like, how do I grow deeper? How do I love the people around me? better, which Mm -hmm. can be a prayer in and of itself because, Mm -hmm. you know, family is, family is a wild thing. Like being back with both of your families in the same town is a wild thing. It's just, it's, it's, it's wild. That is the best word, sis. It is wild. It's, it's great. And it's wild. It's so true though, to focus and not in like a, I don't mean in like a negative, like the world is ending kind of way, No, but just to shift our focus um, to, you said it on the inner workings of your own family life and and the hidden life that we talk about often on this podcast and how important that is because yeah, I don't know. There's been so many end times um, throughout the centuries uh, Mm -hmm. that people have spoken about. And one of my favorite authors, Walter Suzek, who wrote He Leadeth Me, gives a beautiful quote I want to share with you guys because um, it'll help us in this last week of Lent. So he says, God and his providence does not leave men at peace until they are converted in a crisis that sooner or later must come to every heart. Mm. God's grace demands the total transformation of man for man belongs to God. Only in faith, only by change of heart can a man enter the kingdom of God. Sooner Sooner or later, man must learn that this changing and unstable world cannot be the source of his security, of true peace of heart. Seek first the kingdom of God, says the Lord, and all things will be added to you. That is the source of our ultimate peace and security, God's providence. But we must learn to accept him on faith, to seek his will in all things and follow it, to place confidence and trust completely in him. Only we have done that. We must live in that spirit daily in all we do, in all we say, in all we think, and living in that manner, whatever we do here on earth, will help to spread the kingdom of God. Our primary responsibility then, the main object of all our efforts, must be the transformation of ourselves, of our heart, and our lives. Insofar as we succeed at this, we promote the spreading of God's kingdom. For by doing this, we are at the same time disposing ourselves to help others 
and contribute even further to the spreading of the kingdom. And it goes on. But wow. Because I think so many That times, is so good. Right. Like so many times I'm in my pride, in my brokenness and in my life, um, just being young and immature and trying to be something. It's like you want to convince and to prove and to bring people along to this, to whatever you're finding. Yeah. And really all you need to do is worry about yourself <laughs> and how, you know, how's that going for you first before, yeah. you know, so I love that before part. you bring anyone on. But um, I think that that is so beautiful. And that is so like the Lenten journey, like even, you know, mm-hmm. I think that it's, I think it's good that we're not robotic about Lent and that we just say like, okay, you know, it didn't like, I think I told you this, but I was filming, um, these videos of the seminarians in our diocese who are graduating. And I was joking with one of them that um, like my Lent was just crap. And I think I was just tired. And so I was very blunt about it. And I was like, yeah, I just kind of sucked this Lent. And he was like, me too. And he like kind of joked with me that he like had a terrible Lent as well. And that he just like, you know, wasn't on top of his game in all the areas. And I think that that's just a great place to be, to be humble enough to be like, you know yeah. what? I didn't do all the things. We we didn't even go to Stations of the Cross nope. one time. Either, so, yeah, so that's where we're at. And we're going to try to make up for it during Holy Week. But, <laughs> but if this is you listening and you had that too, like, it's okay. It's okay. He sees you. And humility of heart goes so far, I think, mm-hmm. really. it. It truly, that is a transforming place, if you ask me. Like, just being humble like you were. And look what that did for that beautiful seminarian. Like, you know, we're all human. Exactly. And I think that that at the heart of it is, like, we really, like, that is the only way that, like, we are going to change hearts is Mm -hmm. to show people, like, I am not a perfect person. I screw up. Like, I screw up every single day. The only reason I am, like a semi-decent person is because I'm like trying to have my to cling to my faith and that is what's keeping me like semi-decent so so I think that like yeah it's like like if more people knew that like I just I keep going back to the the heartbreaking thing that happened a few days ago and like it really has put me in my feels about um about the identity crisis that we're having and we're seeing is that like the ultimate lie that we're seeing pervade society right now is like an attack on the identity and who gave us our identity, Mm. but our creator. Like it, it makes me think of, um, actually, I think you sent us this book, um, the, you are special book. I love that book says everyone, even if you don't have kids, it's so good, but it's about this woodworker named Eli and um and these wemmicks and they're they're wooden wemmicks and um and the woodworker is the one who's made them and um this they they give like stars and dots and it's this whole sweet story but this one um this one wemmick like he just feels like so terrible about himself he thinks he's just like the worst and he meets this like beautiful, happy, joyful Wemmick. And she tells him like, oh, I'm this way because I met I met my creator, like like Eli, and you should go see him. And um, and I always tear up at the end of the story because 
I, I mean, I could cry thinking about it, but when he goes, like, he's just so full of joy that the maker said, I've been waiting for you. Like, of course, like I made you this way. And like, I know how you were made and I love the way that you were made because I made you that way. And it just makes me think of like that girl who like took the lives of like so many people that day and, and then she died. And I think like the enemy is trying so hard right now to get to the core of who we are and to, Mm -hmm. to, to, and to even share lies with people that we know in our circles. There are people that we know that like think that life is okay and that like you can change and be whatever you want. And, and so it's just like, it's been, uh, it's been a heavy like thing for me to really think about that. Like we're in these times that like navigating them as a parent is hard, like navigating them in friend circles is hard and really trying to like search my own heart. Like how do I have these conversations with people where at the end of the day, like they know that my heart, when I say whatever it is I'm going to say is that I want them to know how beloved they are Mm. and, um, and how perfectly made that they were. But, um, it's just, it's a wild time, but I think that we're here in these times for a reason. Totally. And, oh, that's so beautiful. I love that you tied um, uh, the Wemex in with with the, with the situation that's going on. And I think as we continue on our own journeys, just like what we talked about at this at this end of Len and like trying to come from that place of humility, for that has transformed all of us at our retreats. We meet so many awesome people who have these heavy, heavy stories. They're yeah. How are you even walking right now? How are you even surviving? Amen. And they could have taken a crazy turn in their young adult life. And yet we find them at our retreats. And mm-hmm. when when our speakers and these beautiful women that come, come from this place of, hey, I, I, I've been through hell too. Let me share. Yeah, exactly. When the church is transformed. And it, it helps when it's by a pretty beach too. So <laughs> if you're listening and this is piquing your interest, we are going to have a retreat in 2023 after Ken's pops out her fourth beautiful baby. Um, so stay tuned, everyone who's listening. Um, we are definitely going to do one this year, we've decided, um, but more details to come soon. Sometime in the fall. So we'll have some time to plan. Also for, for everyone listening who's excited to know sis what are your predictions are we thinking baby four is coming on time maybe early what are you thinking i don't want to be like early out of getting my hopes up but it's just my track record it should be it should be a week early (laughs) just kidding who knows i hope it's out of my body soon but not (laughs) (laughs) we're we're gonna be officially on baby watch in april is my thought and And i pray you are happens i pray my sis is there who is like filming up a storm and I could be her first birth video so that is my dream and I'm gonna continue to pray for the dream to come true but I'll find that novena for us (laughs) in this file but for people wondering I'm gonna be up in Virginia for Johnny's um graduation the week that Ken's is supposed to deliver so we have this master plan maybe there'll be a birth video at the end of it stay tuned stay tuned (laughs) they'll be on Spotify (laughs) all right time to go tuck in our kids and enjoy the rest of your howling upstairs I'm sorry enjoy the rest of your life you guys try and um, get in the sacraments because they are transformative and I will be joining you and see you on the other side of Easter sis yay love you guys love ya 
Thanks for listening to Unraveled Podcast. To stay a part of the conversation, follow us on Instagram at Unraveled Podcast or on Spotify at The Unraveled Podcast. Thanks for listening.